following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This is Casey's Take on Sports with sports reporter for the Dixon Post and the Cheatham County Exchange, Casey Patrick, a man who knows and always has a take. Here's Casey. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, this is kind of a new experience for me. We've got uh, we got some video. Uh, we're trying something different today, which is cool. I'm excited for it. Um, I've also got some takes for you guys today. I keep looking to my right. I've got I've got my little paper here that's got some stuff written down. Um, I've got some takes for you guys today. We're going to talk a little bit of sports. We got we're going to start off with some UT football. That's right. We're going to talk some Tennessee Volunteer football. We've got a big bowl game coming up this week. Uh, I've got tickets. It, uh, it, it'll be Thursday. Uh, December 30th, uh, Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Titans football. And then uh, we're also going to talk about some local high school sports here in town. Uh, those are going to be some of my takes. Uh, so uh, let's let's get on into it, into the show. First, we're going to start with a little preview of the uh, Tennessee-Purdue game, Music City Bowl game. Uh, I'm assuming most of the people that are going to listen to this, they probably don't know a whole lot about Purdue, uh, which is not really a problem. Um, this is SEC country. Um, most of the people here, they, they know Tennessee, probably know Vanderbilt, uh, of course, Georgia and Alabama every year. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, in, the, in this area, they'll know, they'll know some of the local teams, but um, a lot of people don't really know a lot about Purdue. Um, now, one thing that you may have heard about Purdue is, is they've got a wide-open passing offense. Uh, but the other thing you may not know is their defense has been kind of solid. Now, I, I think it's obvious that they don't play the type of uh, competition um, that Tennessee would play in the SEC, but they've played teams like Michigan State and Ohio State and Wisconsin, and, and their offense has done pretty well against all of those defenses. Fairly well, considering um, their defense has been pretty good against them too. Now, for Tennessee, the difference between these two teams and the regular season is going to be the, the fact that Purdue's going to go without three of their best players. Uh, George Carroll Loftus, I hope I said his name correctly. Uh, he's a defensive end. He's opted out. He's getting ready for uh, draft preparations coming up. Uh, their best receiver, David Bell. I don't know if he opted out or if he's just not playing, but he isn't going to play in the bowl game. Carol Loftus isn't playing in the bowl game. Their second best receiver, uh, I had his name in my head about 30 seconds ago. He's not playing uh, in the bowl game either. Uh, while Tennessee is getting basically all of its players back except for Elante Taylor, um, Cade Mays might play. I know he's got some injury problems. Alante Taylor has opted out. He's getting ready for the bowl game. As a fan, uh, listen, I, I know this is a job. I'm doing this as my job. I'm trying to, you know, let you guys in on news and stuff like that. But as a fan, it doesn't bother me that Alante Taylor has taken 
this game off. Uh, I, it, you see a lot of people that have the the get off my lawn take, and, and they want everybody to play in these bowl games, and and they say, oh well, the kids they get free education, so therefore they should do everything we tell them. And I just don't agree with that. I, I'm I'm okay with Alante Taylor um, taking off his 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 bowl game to prepare for uh, his hopeful uh, professional career. Um, Jalen Smith, a linebacker for Notre Dame, he didn't take the bowl game off for Notre Dame a few years ago and tore up his knee. And he wound up missing uh, – he went in the second round of the draft after being a top-five consensus pick. So there's definitely reason there why these players make that decision. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really all that upset about it, but Elante Taylor is going to be really the only name that I know that's missing. So um, excited, excited to see that game. It's coming up. Uh, down here on the bottom uh, of my screen, it's got uh, Tennessee six-point favorites. I'm kind of surprised by that just because I'm – as a Tennessee fan, I mean, you're always kind of used to being the underdog. So uh, – but whatever. Uh, we're going to we're gonna look and see how that goes Thursday. Like I said, Tennessee versus Purdue. There should be a lot of points put up. Um, the, both defenses have played better than I think both fan bases expected out of their teams. Um, but both offenses are so strong. They're so strong. Purdue's – Purdue is not going to be able to attack downfield as much as they would like uh, without David Bell, without the second receiver, but they're still going to put up points. That's that's a really high-flying, really high-powered offense. They're going to put up points. It's a, it's, that's a good football team. Uh, I'm excited to be there. Um, I, I kind of want it to be like a, you know, like a Madden simulation, just teams running up and down the field, scoring a bunch of points. It's, that's fun to me as far as I'm concerned, but – um, I'm excited for it. I think you're going to see a lot of points. I think Tennessee can win it because uh, Purdue's best defensive end, he's out. And God knows UT's offensive line can't block anything. So if you take away one of their best defensive linemen, then Tennessee might be able to block a few people, especially if Cade Mays is healthy. Um, a whole lot of ifs there, but still possibly anything could happen. Uh, I, I like Tennessee to win the game. I like Tennessee anyway because I'm I'm going to be biased about it. I don't really care. I'm a Tennessee fan. This is my podcast. Uh, but I think Tennessee will win this football game. Purdue's just missing a lot of people. Uh, but that is my first take. And now we're going to move on to the second one. All right. Uh, now – the second thing I wanted to talk about was just an overall view of the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, and especially how the last few weeks have worked out. Ever since, ever since the game against uh, Vanderbilt, which was obviously the last regular season game, um, there's been a lot going on on the college football landscape, and and I think it kind of starts with uh, the coaching carousel, and um, you know, Oklahoma's uh, Lincoln Riley went out to USC, which created a really weird dynamic with with Heupel. Of course, you know he was he was a quarterback at Oklahoma. He was an assistant coach there, um, and then they kind of kicked him out. And I think that's one of the things that probably bothered him and maybe affected him not to go back. But it did create a weird situation where his name was being brought up. I don't know if Oklahoma ever even reached out to him. I don't know if they ever even thought about him. Um, I wish I was on the inside and knew all that info because I'd tell every one of you guys. I'd be happy to, but I I just legitimately don't know. Uh, but it did create a weird situation. Um, th- for a minute there, for, for a few minutes there, there, there was probably a little bit of unrest because Tennessee fans, to be honest, and, and I know I I don't want to speak for the entire fan base, but I am going to speak for me, and I, and I think a lot of people feel this way. This is the first time in a long time 
fans have really enjoyed Tennessee football. Now, don't get me wrong, Tennessee's had good teams, and even Butch Jones won nine games one year, but that was it was hard to watch. I mean, every every one of those teams got down by three touchdowns before they figured out that they had, you know, jerseys on and had to go play football. And now uh, Josh Heupel gets out there, and he's the guy that's getting up 21 points. Now, obviously, Tennessee had its flaws. They're 7-5. and five, They're playing in a Music City Bowl. I'm not saying – I'm not saying anything other than that, but they were fun to watch, uh, and and that was a sentiment that was shared by uh, a lot of the checkmark, you know, personalities from Twitter, uh, commentators on TV, who I very rarely agree with, but uh, a lot of people felt like a lot of people that aren't biased, like I am, towards Tennessee's football team, uh, they felt like they were more fun to watch, and and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and it's not just the points; it's the way they put up the points. Um, and it was watching that group of young men uh, that have had a lot of adversity against them this year. It was fun watching all of them fight and and kind of take back um, a winning mentality. Uh, it was fun to watch it as a fan, and and I only believe that's going to continue to grow. Um, and, and I think that starts with recruiting because uh, I didn't really expect Heupel to recruit all that well. Um, I kind of figured I was hoping for a top 20 class and hopefully the guy will go out there and get all the transfers he needs. But he, but he ended up with, uh, a top 15 around 10, you know, class, um, which is amazing realistically, because especially to recruit in this area with the other big programs around, they go get every five star that they want. It's really nice that Tennessee was able to go out and get a few guys that, should be able to step on campus and and make uh make an impact. So, um, you know, to to see uh, obviously the product on the field, you combine that with the young men that are coming out of high school going into college. You know, they see that. I think that builds towards that upward trajectory. I, I love everything about this football program and where it's going right now. Um, I wish recruiting was a little bit better. I wish the on-field product was a little bit better, but it's better than three and seven a year ago. Um, I, I don't. It's not realistic to expect uh, Tennessee or to ever expect Tennessee coming into this season that they were going to win ten plus games. I, I I thought it was ludicrous that some people thought they would win seven or eight um, with the depleted roster. I, I think Heupel's done an amazing job. I think it's nuts that he's even in the Music City Bowl, uh, considering the fact that Tennessee lost basically um, twenty what twenty six people to the transfer portal from a season ago. So um, <clears throat> it's it's exciting as a Tennessee fan. I'm I'm happy to see it, and hopefully they can continue that upward trajectory. Uh, I think I don't know if winning the bowl game really matters. But the fact that they got the extra practices, especially with a few of the new young men on the team, I think that's really going to help them moving forward. It can't hurt, right? Just more time to get out there and move the ball around, see what you've got. Um, I, so, so I like it. Uh, as a fan, like I said, I am happy. I've, I, it's been a fun season to watch football. I'm going to go watch Thursday, and and uh, hopefully, hopefully they can drag the Boilermakers around for a while. That's my second take. Let's move on to the next one. Now, here's, here's my one take uh, on the Tennessee Titans. 
Um, and I've said this, I've said it on Twitter all year long. I've said it on every other podcast that I've been on. I've said it to people uh, at Applebee's. I've said it everywhere I go. Um, a, a lot of people are upset and they, they talk a lot of trash about the Julio Jones uh, trade. And, and let me tell you something. I don't know what Julio Jones current season stats are right now. It's probably somewhere around 20 catches and like 300 yards. Uh, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. I don't know. I don't care. If Julio Jones is healthy, in the and that's a big if. I'm not saying he will be, but if Julio Jones is healthy in the playoffs and Derrick Henry is healthy in the playoffs and A.J. Brown is healthy in the playoffs, then you have a realistic chance of beating anybody you want to play. Because guess what? The Titans beat the Rams – uh, without Derrick Henry. I, I think they had a few of their receivers that game. Um, they beat a lot of teams that they weren't really you know, expected to beat without a lot of their main guys. I really like the way Mike Vrabel coaches this team. I think they get up and they get ready for every game. They lose some really inexplicable games. Don't ask me about the Jets game or the Texans game. I don't know. I don't understand why that happens. Nobody does, and if they tell you any different, they're lying. Okay, they have they have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know why that happens. The Titans are a well-built football team. They have a lot of flaws, and they are injury-prone. A.J. Brown has always been injury-prone. I, I love A.J. Brown, but there are some games where every time somebody looks at him the wrong way, he kind of lays on the field for a minute, and that's okay. Because as long as that dude's healthy in the divisional round, in the conference championship, and – Hopefully in the Super Bowl, if that dude's healthy, if Julio's healthy, if Derrick Henry is healthy, you're telling me that there's not a single team on this planet that wants to play those three guys. Now, they're going to get in front of a camera. They're, they're going to sit there and they're going to look at the ESPN or or Fox or Fox Sports or whatever. They're going to say, oh, we're not, we're not worried about it. We just got to play good team football and wrap up, make tackles. That's what they're going to say. But in the back of their head or in team meetings, when the camera's not on, they're going to say, Bleep, expletive, blah, blah, blah. We have to go tackle Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown for 60 minutes. And nobody, nobody on this entire planet wants to do that. Not anybody in their right mind anyway. And if those guys, and that's what I'm saying, if those guys are healthy, I, it, it's funny how much better Tannehill was when A.J. Brown was on the field. I, I know that Tannehill's not – Tannehill's not putting up Dan Marino numbers. Nobody expected him to. He's a $21 million quarterback. He's not a $50 million quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Imagine paying the money that the Chiefs are paying for Mahomes and getting the type of uh, numbers that you're getting out of Mahomes now. That's an awful deal, right? Now, and Mahomes has had – he's been a little bit better here lately. But overall, you understand what I'm saying. Tannehill, he's had a bad year. If you look at his stats, he's, he's, had, he's had a pretty rough year. But he hadn't had a lot of his guys. And that uh, offensive line, which apparently is, is like a bloodline problem, Tennessee Vols can't block, Titans can't block. I, I don't understand why offensive lines are so bad. Um, but if, if the offensive line can kind of get back together and everybody can kind of get healthy, nobody wants to play this team. This Titans defense is playing as good as any defense in the entire NFL right now. I, I – I, that may again. I'm biased, and I don't care. I don't care. Uh, but the Titans' defense is actually playing really, really well lately. If the offense can just get healthy, they can beat anybody. 
And I think that's that's why it doesn't bother me if Julio Jones goes on a IR visit for three weeks, which is what he's done two or three times this year. I, I don't care. I, I don't care about week nine against so-and-so. I don't care about week four against Oakland or whoever. Or Oakland, there's not even a team there anymore. The, I don't care about those games. I care about the games that the Titans have to win or the season is over. And if those guys are healthy and ready to go when those games matter, that's what I'm looking for, okay? Now, I had to get that off my chest. That was my third take. Let's go on to the fourth and final take. All right, this uh, – we've got to go over some high school stuff, and I I, I want to anyway – Let's see. We've got uh, we've got some high school basketball going on. We've got some wrestling going on, but I don't have a lot of information on it. But we've also got some bowling going on. Uh, so real quick, high school basketball in Dixon County. Um, I got some news. <coughs> Excuse me. I got some news yesterday. Uh, the Dixon uh, account uh, tweeted out that due to health uh, issues, overall health, the boys are not participating uh, in the Hickman County Christmas tournament. Um, it may not be a Christmas tournament, but the Hickman County tournament, I'm assuming it's a Christmas tournament. Um, but it said overall health. Uh, I, again, I'm assuming that's COVID. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. They didn't say anything about COVID, but DC boys will not be playing. Um, the next Dixon County game is scheduled for January 4th. Um, I'm not, uh, I didn't see anything where the Dixon County girls had a Christmas tournament. So uh, that at least gives um, Dixon County about a week from uh, an extra week to uh, get healthy, get back out there on the court for, for games that matter. Not that the Christmas tournament don't matter, but it realistically doesn't. Um, so it's going to give Dixon a little time to get healthy, uh, get, get whatever kind of sickness or illness off the team, you know, cause don't want anybody out there sick. Don't want to make other people sick. Um, Creekwood Creekwood had a Christmas tournament. Um, it was circled, uh, but it had a bunch of question marks next to it. So I'm not really sure where they're playing at their Christmas tournament. Um, but their next game, their next game is scheduled for January 3rd. Creekwood's going to be back on the court. Uh, the Cheatham County teams. Now I do, I do have the, they're all in a good pasture tournament this weekend. It's a, all three Cheatham County, um, public schools are, are in the, in the tournament. Um, I'll tweet out the tournament. Uh, and you see my name going across the bottom there, CVP five, one on Twitter. I'll tweet out the picture of the tournament. It's going to have some dates and stuff on it. I don't think I have enough time to explain all, all the dates and, and times that we've got going on. Uh, but it's at good pasture. So it's just pretty close, uh, from the Cheatham area. If you're excited about, if you want to go watch your team, maybe you're off this week, you're not working. You want something to do, go down there and watch, uh, watch one of your teams play basketball. Now, um, and this is this is the last thing I wanted to talk about, but I did want to get it out there. Uh, every, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people know uh, I'm an assistant coach for the Creekwood Bowling Team, and um, Dixon County and Creekwood both uh, advanced uh, to the regional round. Uh, the boys did for both teams. Uh, Creekwood's girls also advanced to the regional round of the playoffs. Um, the entire region tournament for both boys and girls is going to be held on January 10th at 10 pin alley in Columbia. So 
um, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be that's going to be a really fun day. Um, I I love these bowling tournaments. I, I love working with these kids. It's it's a really rewarding thing that I've been able to do for this is I think my sixth or seventh season coaching. So, um, but the, the playoffs are always so much fun. The kids get out of school early um, if they even are in school sometimes, and and we'll. We'll go wherever we've been to Cookville, Crossville. We've been, you know, just Franklin. Uh, we've held some regional tournaments here in town. Uh, Columbia is going to be a new bowling alley for uh, a lot of our kids. Um, so I'm excited. I, I like to take them into new re- uh, uh, new venues and, and see uh, see how they respond. Uh, we've got a young group, uh, inexperienced group, but but I'm excited to see what Creekwood can do, both on the bo- boys and girls side. Excuse me. Uh, Dixon County boys, uh, they will also be there January 10th. Uh, their girls, uh, unfortunately did not make it, but their boys team, their, their boys team won district this year, undefeated throughout the district, a lot of talent. They're about nine or 10 deep. I mean, they, they could start uh, a bevy of different guys and they, they've got a lot of different guys that really throw the ball. Well, um, Dixon County's got a chance, uh, that they can make some noise at this region tournament and who knows after that. Now, we bowl a lot of really hard teams on the boys' side in the region tournament, so um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I will report on it uh, as soon as I know what's going on out there, guys. Um, y'all are going to know about it because y'all know how I am. Follow me on Twitter, CVP51. Uh, that's where uh, a lot of knee-jerk reactions, those are where a lot of my takes are at. Um but it's. I think it's entertaining. I think I'm funny. I, y'all may not, but uh, get on there. Get on Twitter. Follow me, CVP51. Um, sometimes there's some good stuff on there. So uh, thank you. Those have been my takes. And uh, make sure y'all come back and see me next time. All right? It's been a while. See y'all. I hope y'all had a good Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This has been Casey's Take on Sports with sports reporter for the Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange, Casey Patrick. Follow him on Twitter at CVP51 and online at MainStreetPreps.com.